Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Brought to you by all these special offers, which we know are coming. Which we know are coming. Yes, we know. They're coming. So, uh, folks, uh, a few interesting things about tonight. One, uh, we're not sure where Jim is. Hopefully, he'll show up soon. Um, it's showtime. Oh, there he is. Yay. Oh. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Welcome. Your co-host, Jim, everybody. <laughs> so, just a couple things about tonight. Usually, I have a push-to-talk thing going, but since I'm going to be jumping around between so many windows, i just going to have a big open mic tonight. Um, hopefully that won't be too much. Why are you jumping out the window? (laughs) I wish the way my, this is, this is going to the second thing, the way my head feels right now. I wish I could. Uh, this is probably going to be a shorter show because I am feeling just, I have the worst sinus headache I've had in a long time. Like, have you ever had a sinus headache where you push your eye a little bit? It's like, Oh, I feel that little, whatever that is behind my eye. Yeah. Right now. And so I'm just not in the best shape. So uh, tonight, you push it hard enough, you can actually feel your brain. Oh God, that's, you're probably not wrong. Um, so tonight's pretty much going to be a list show. We we did have a guest, but because of personal issues, they had to switch uh, slots. So we're doing the show a little bit before all the sales start happening. Well, we just had a Halloween sale, but you know the big sales are coming after Thanksgiving and before Christmas. Like, it's going to be Steam. It's going to be Fanatical. Fanatical has been kicking ass lately. And Green Man Gaming, kicking ass lately. So what uh, what we've done is we've put together a list of about 50 games, 50 space games. Uh, and I tried to avoid early access games as much as possible. I tried to focus on complete games that are just, that have already been, you know, fully released. And I have, uh, I have them sorted by three different categories. Uh, the first category is absolute must. You must own these if they go anywhere near their lowest historical price. The second one, the second category is these are nice to have. They're a little more expensive, uh, but if they, you know, get they, if they get to their lowest price, it'd be all right to have. And the third category is, you know, these these games get usually really cheap. They're really great. If they go below their best price, get them. If not, you can skip them this round. So, uh, so that, those are the three categories, please developers. If you're listening to this, please don't think I think any less of your game. If it's not included or if it's lower down in the list, I tried to balance, um, the value of dollar per like hour slash awesome, you know? So, uh, (laughs) so I, I tried to, uh, have a good, um, good mix between, uh, yeah, and I don't like Jim Crow over on YouTube. I don't like talking about deals for early access games because the price can the price can be weird for early access. Like, oh, if it gets out of early access, the price goes up, but then you feel like an idiot if you didn't get it. So it's like early I I, I wanted to keep early access separate. So if your game is in early access and we didn't talk about it, I you know, don't take it personally. Developers still love you, love your games. We just want to try and focus on games that are finished. To, for the best deal possible. You know what I mean? So we have about 20 games that are on the absolute must list. And, and um, Jim and Spaz, if you want to jump in and, and add to these lists, feel free. I can just add as we go. People will hear my loud keyboard, but whatever. Um, so uh, let's see. 
And this is all going to be on the website too, by the way. Uh, I'm going to link the name, the lowest historical price, and the is there any deal info page so you can see uh, their lowest price, what stores they're sold on, that sort of thing. That's all going to be uh, it's all going to be on the website as well once the MP3 of this goes up. So don't don't worry about writing all this shit down. <laughs> It'll be on the site. Um, it'll have to be in a nice table formatted for y'all, everything. So, um, the, the absolute must games start with, of course, Drox operative, like clearly that has to be on the absolute must. If you don't own Drox operative by now, what the hell are you doing? Like <laughs> what's wrong with you? I, I wouldn't recommend it for people who hate, who absolutely hate ARPGs, but everybody else, uh, if yeah. everybody else, yeah. you need to own it. Yeah. And that is gone. The lowest price for that game has been four ninety nine. That is a disgusting value for that amount of gameplay you're going to get. And, and it's, it's pretty consistently hit that value too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get uh, it with its DLC mm, which, because that DLC adds a lot to the a game. lot. And the DLC usually goes for about two fifty on sale. Yeah. So for yeah. seven fifty, you are getting truly one of the best values in gaming, in space, especially space gaming, like. There are hundreds of hours in Drox Operative that you could you could lose easily. So uh so it's it's an amazing value. It's very unique as Olo Olowo on YouTube said it's very unique. So uh very good point. So and, and these aren't arranged really in any order in their categories, it's just this is what Google Sheets did. <laughs> so the next game I have in the list is Space Tyrant. If you haven't played Space Tyrant, um Tickles over on I can't see what network you're on, but Tickles, you you own draw you own draw. Oh, you're on Twitch. You own it, but you haven't played it. Fix that as soon as possible. Seriously, just, you. Oh my gosh, just dive in. Seriously, the water's and, great. And there is multiplayer. Yeah, it it has multiplayer. If you want to add multiplayer, you just have to do a little bit of work to do it. But yeah. once you get it set up, it's great. You got to open some port a port or two on your router, which is. Not the most complicated thing to do these days. But once you do, it's full co-op. It's great. And there's no limit to how many players you can have. The limit is only like based on the host machine. So we've played, I think, with four or five people at once. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Like, And you don't even have to be in the same system. Like, You can just go off and do whatever. You know, you don't even have to stay and, together. And all those quests, they carry over for everybody. So everybody. if one person accepts the quest and they complete it, everybody gets credit for that. Yeah. Yeah, so you can really kick a lot of ass. Um, and it's really great co-op. So the next game that is uh, on the list is Space Tyrant. For the lowest price on that one's been five ninety nine for, which is insane. That is just insane because that if if you're not familiar with Space Tyrant, it is a very fast playing. Uh, oh, we're having some internet issues. We're dropping some frames. Apologies for that. Um, Space Tyrant is a very fast-playing 4X game. It's like it kind of distills the 4X formula down to the basically the essentials. And you can you, play a full game in in a lunch break kind yeah. of thing. And you still get everything you need out of a 4X. You get well, there's really no diplomacy because you're a bad guy basically. But you get all the research. You get you know the the exploration is great. You get the conquering. You get the combat. You there's just. I mean, there is some diplomacy, I guess, a little bit, but it's the it's the weakest of the X's in the 4X formula for this game. 
So uh, if you can, if that goes down to five nine nine, even if it's six nine nine, just get that one because that game is amazing, and excuse me, it deserves to do better. It really does. I don't think it's sold very well because it's kind of a hard game to advertise, um, but it's definitely worth the price of admission. Uh, so the next game on the list is Helium Rain. That just uh, left early access recently, so that's probably not going to have the biggest discount. Uh, the lowest historical price is uh, ten forty nine. So definitely not the cheapest game on our list, but Dollars for Donuts is one of the best. Seriously, that game, you can get several hundred hours of gameplay out of that. Uh, Never mind the fact that we actually have a Helium Rain channel on our Discord, so you yeah. can directly ask, you know, if you have questions about that, you can get a direct answer. And and the developer is very shockingly active for how busy. I think they have their own Discord, and there's only a few of them. And surprisingly, they're still very, very active on ours. Like, even though they're in France, they will not. it does not take long to get a response out of them, even if it's like mourning for, you know, us over in the U.S. It's really astounding, actually. So... It is impressive. <laughs> yeah, they've, re- they've really won us over with how um, good a developer house they are. Oh, what's that, Dimos Games? Yeah, like their early access period was just one of the best we've ever seen. So that is definitely one to look out for. Um, the next game on the list, uh, if you haven't played it yet, it's also one of the more expensive ones on uh, this part of the list, is Star Traders Frontiers. Uh, the lowest price that's gone for is eleven dollars and twenty four cents, but that's another game where you could you can potentially get dozens, if not hundreds, of hours out of. And they're 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 those those guys are machines. The Trees Brothers they are adding stuff to their game on a consistent and constant basis. Like the, the those guys just add they just added more exploration mechanics. They just added more spying mechanics. They're they have a whole roadmap of stuff they continually want to add. They just got a new like dev machine, which will apparently let them add like it's their first dev machine in years apparently, and like they say it'll let them add even more to the game. So there's a lot coming for that game. They and they update their games for years. Like years and years and years. Like games that were released 5, 6, 7 years ago are still getting occasional patches from these guys. So that game also. We do came... wonder if they'll ever sleep because. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Are they yeah. Androids? Are they? Are they? Are they Datas? Like, what is happening? So um, we're not sure how they do that. Maybe they sleep in shifts because they're brothers. I don't know. Maybe they work in shifts. But um, yeah, that is definitely one to own if it gets low enough. Um, even and again, these are absolute musts. So even if they're like a dollar below their lowest historical price and you don't own it, it's still. You know, or two dollars or whatever. Even if if it's on you'll, sale, you'll get so much time out of it. Yeah, you're just gonna get so much time out of every one of these games. It's just get it anyway. Exactly. So, support them. Deserve it. Exactly. So the next game on their, our list, uh, we just had these guys on the podcast recently. Uh, it has only been on sale once. It's called Adios Amigos, and um, the cheapest it's gone for is nine nine nine, which is I think half off. And that game is. Seriously wonderful. Like, it's a amazing procedural space exploration with the most 
accessible orbital mechanics you will see in just about any game. Uh, no combat. Um, the only thing that will basically... Many ways to die. <laughs> many, many ways to die. Uh, the, you'll, you'll more often be killed by an accident uh, than any anything killing you. Like, there are some things that will kill you, like spikes or, or bad guys. But more often than not, it'll be something like, you happen to connect your ship up to a space station in orbit, and yeah. you accidentally fall off because you ran out of jet fuel while jumping. Yeah. yeah, that can happen. Or you yeah, jumped into. I've done cool stuff like you push a button in the space station, wondering what it does, and it <laughs> kicks the thrust. On, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, the space yeah. station like spins around, and they, <laughs> basically it's like a blender and kills you with all the garbage that's bouncing around inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Died that I, way. Yeah, I, it'll happen. I flew. I flung a space station into the sun once, accidentally doing that. Very the, thing. the game is sort of a comedy generator. <laughs> it really is funny, especially <laughs> especially. I can imagine with like four players in there. Oh because man! It, it would probably get to be like Magicka, where it's like, oh, I was trying to help and I killed everybody. So we got to try that thing. That thing that lets you—I forget what it's called—but that thing that Parsec. lets Parsec that lets you play local multiplayer games online because apparently that one's a blast. Um, what? Uh, Jim Crow, can we get a shout out for a non-Steam game called Star Sector? Well, one, no, because one, it's early access, which you said we're not talking about. And two, that game doesn't really go on sale. <laughs> like, it's just at one price all the time, pretty much. So, like, I, I've never seen that game go, like, have a sale. It's an amazing game, but it's not done yet. Uh, so that doesn't really apply to what we're talking about tonight. Uh, yeah, but it does remind me, I need to look and see if he's updated. I've been waiting like a year. He has not updated in a while, like in several months. He doesn't, he updates once or twice a year. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, it's like he updates it when he's actually got something to drop in there. It's not like the constant trickle, not, not like those trace brothers that update every (laughs) damn day. (laughs) Now his updates are very substantial. Very, very substantial. They're huge. Like, if you want to see what he's doing, follow him on Twitter. He updates that just about every day with what's going on. Um, and, yeah, it looks like the next update for that game, Star Sector, is going to be massive based on what I've seen on Twitter. Um, mm. But I don't I don't think it's updated in a while. I could be wrong. But I don't think that one's updated in a while. So now uh, there are a lot of games on this list there on this list that are a little older. But if but if you don't own them, you need to. Like the next game on our list, Free Space Two. Which why don't you own that? It's it's still the best space combat game ever made. And and you need to own it. Why don't you own it? It's it's I think it's on sale on GOG right now. You know? I think. Um but it's gone down to two dollars and forty nine cents. That's the cheapest it's been. Uh, if you can get it on GOG, that's the better copy to get. It works better with um, the Free Space Open project than the Steam version does. But, I mean, even owning it on Steam, you could still get it to run with the Free Space Open project. And then you're like, you're going to be just mired not only in one of the best space game campaigns ever made, but like all the mods for that game alone. Yeah, for the, for the price of that game, you actually get about 10 games. Yeah, it's really, it's, not, it's not just a game; it's a platform. There, yeah, yeah. Well, there's like the three blue planets. Um, then there's Diaspora, 
which there desperately needs to be about three times more of. Um, oh, yeah. It's only six missions, but it's the best six missions. Um, yeah, like all that stuff. There's the Babylon 5 mod that's pretty good and stuff. Yeah, there are so many mods for that game, and so many of them are complete and finished, and just some of them continue the free space story or take place in that universe. A lot of them don't. A lot of them are their own thing. And uh, so you don't need to like finish free space one or two to play a lot to really appreciate a lot of these mods, but there is just so much gaming there. It is disgusting. So that's definitely one worth getting on sale. The next one on the list has gone down to $8. Uh, It's off world trading company. Uh, that game is probably one of the few RTS games that has no combat. It is purely economic based, and and that that makes it even more devious, really, because you're moving and shaking and making deals to try and undermine. You're not just sending units to kill uh, your competitors; you're like undermining them. It's it's far more devious. Well, I mean, and, you can hire pirates to do the, your dirty work, right? But, but that's. But you're, you're not, not actually sending military units exactly. to do any damage. Like you can send pirates to sabotage your 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 rivals, but yeah, you're not like building a bunch of tanks and then sending them off into a wave to destroy your enemy's base. No, you just want to make them bankrupt and go out of business, <laughs> which is really satisfying. And uh, it not only does the base game have a lot of content, but they've released two or three DLC at this point, which adds like. Because uh, I think the base game is Mars, and then doesn't it add Venus, I think, or Mercury? I think one of the DLCs adds. That's they've, added, pl- they've added a lot of uh, new maps. Yeah, basically. a lot of new maps. And yeah. one of them is kind of a retro-ish uh, thing where it changes some of your buildings into things like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> oh, really? It's kind of ridiculous, but oh it's, but it's yeah, it's it's there for fun. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that game is great. In single, it's got really cunning AI. The multiplayer is also a lot of fun. Um, so that game is really great. I think, didn't the guy who made that made, uh, he was the main guy behind Civilization Four, which yeah. I think is the best, yeah. which I think is the best Civ, um, personally. So Off-World Trading Company is amazing. The next one on the list is Heat Signature. Uh, that's gone down to eight nine nine. That's been the cheapest price for that one. That one is... How would you describe that one? That one's like a... Um, well, for Spaz, it was like crack for about two months. It's... it's it's Very true. It's I mean, kind of a, absolutely. Wouldn't you, would you call it like an assassin simulator? What would you call that one? Um, I, I would say... Uh, think of Hotline Miami. Mm, okay. But... You're taking on you're taking on a randomized ships mm-hmm. with different goals depending on whether it has to be an assassination mission or a rescue mission or right. a retrieval of an object. Right. And then on top of that, you have these stations to conquer. Basically, now, you're not actually taking over the station themselves, but you're you're taking control away from the group that owns it. Oh yeah, right. And you could hijack the ships and bring them back. And keep them or sell them. Uh, I mean, it, well, it, you don't get to keep them yourself. Oh, you, you don't? do sell the stuff that's on them. No, oh. you sell the stuff that's on them for. So any of the the loot that's left behind gets sold as you turn it in, as you uh, bring the ship in. Oh, okay. You still have four 
uh, four different pods, you can decide which pod you're going to fly in, and then you use that pod to connect with the ship, and each pod has a different special ability. Either oh. it's being able to uh, stop you from bleeding out if you are injured and floating out in space. Uh, another one has the ability to ram. Another one has the ability to avoid uh, radar detection. So, yeah, I mean, there's fun stuff you can do, different play styles, and tons and tons of weapons to play with. Right. And then yeah. add the bullet time onto that. So you can do something like throw a wrench at somebody. And then with another guard, you can run towards him, swing your wrench, hit him in the face, pick up the wrench you just threw at the other guy, throw that at someone else, mm. and maybe take out five guys in the span of about one and a half seconds real time. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible at it, but you love it. You how many hours do you, do you do you know how many hours you have in that one? Let me check. Uh, fifty hours. That's that's for that's a real good amount of hours. And I think they just did a big update to it, didn't they? There was a Halloween update where uh, death was temporarily canceled. But there was also an anniversary <laughs> update, which added yeah. a lot of yeah, stuff it as well. A lot too. So yep. yeah, that that one's my, that one might still be worked on. So the next game on the list that is an absolute must is uh, – it's an interesting one. Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures. This one is a procedurally generated space exploration and combat game, which is basically a bunch of mini games that are clearly ripped out of the 90s. Like <laughs> just totally ripped out of early 90s like Starflight, Star Control 2 style gaming. And, and this is a good thing. This is a good thing. I mean <laughs> – there's planetary exploration. There's uh, ship uh, exploration, um, crew capture, uh, research. There, there's just a ton of stuff to do. And for the cheapest you've gone, it's gone as five dollars. That is like a disgusting value, right there. Is is that game? Um, uh, one caveat we got to mention: don't let the UI dissuade you from getting it. No, it looks it looks really odd. Yeah, it looks it old. It works, but it works, and there's so much going on under the hood yeah. that the UI, once you get used to it, makes total sense and of why it's designed the way it is. It also comes with a full manual, which is insane, which is amazing, and a full tutorial. Plus, you can just play it with a mouse if you wanted to. Like, you don't even need a keyboard for that game. That's how that's how efficient this game is made. You don't even need a keyboard. You can just play it with a mouse and two buttons, and that's all you need. And it's just, and it works. I've played it with just a mouse, and it works great. So that game is definitely one to own if you don't own it already. The next game on the list is a little more expensive, but has almost as much to offer. Starpoint Gemini Warlords. Uh, the cheapest that game has gone for is $8.74. But if it goes on sale with all of its DLC, just pick the, pick it all up, because you will never find a better mix of Freelancer and 4X gaming in one game than you will with that game. Like it it's yeah. basically freelancer style combat with uh I wouldn't with say the forex layer on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a meta map. Let's and call it's it moddable too. Yeah. yeah. The way that I play it, it's more like Starfleet battles because yeah. I turn auto fire on. Oh of course. And then I'm just managing shield facings and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much how I play it. Yeah, because fire at will there's a thing called fire at will in that game where uh, your your crew can fire, shoot for you instead of you, which they might not hit as often as you do, but 
oh, targeting and firing is yeah. challenging in that game. So, like, yeah, you just worry about speed and, like, keeping those shields up and doing your abilities because it's a role-playing game as well. You level up. Your captain levels up so you can get bigger and better ships. And uh, you can also, you know, as Spaz says, there's Steam Workshop support, so you can put the Defiant in there if you want to, for Which example. I totally done. Oh, yeah. And it's I've great. Had, you, can, you can build a fleet of Defiants <laughs> as support ships. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> it's as insane as it sounds. It's a great ship, Because too. when they swarm, <laughs> you know, a few dozen Defiants make for one hell of a fleet. And there's all kinds of research. There's all kinds of missions. There's uh, taking over parts of the map, conquering other sectors. There's a lot going on with that game. It's also beautiful. It runs really well with a gamepad or a mouse and keyboard. Um, and it's it's just a really fantastic game that uh, we can't recommend enough. We love that game. It's single player only. Some people might look down on that. But it makes it easy to cheat. <laughs> Like, really easy to cheat, which I did to get the Defiant because I'm impatient. <laughs> it's just a text file. Like, you open your save file, give yourself a lot of money and levels. Hey, I can get the Defiant now. Um, that was great. And then build fleets. Fleets of Defiance. Fleets of Defiance, which <laughs> is just fabulous. Fabulous. So next game on the list, um, really one of the best games on this list. We all love this game a lot. Thirty thirty Death War Redo Redux Redo uh, Redo. Um, it's gone for seven dollars and forty nine cents. And guys, that game praise space Jesus. It, that is the best game on it's the store. So good. It's so good. It's got like it's got great humor, great writing, which is a rarity in games with with space games with a story. Like really a rarity, but it's funny. And it's got great missions. It's got a. They just had a big update with like more ships. Like it already had a lot of ships, and they just added more. <laughs> well, it's got mod support now in this in the Steam Workshop as well. Oh, does it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe there'll be a defiant in that. <laughs> um, could be. So let me explain it real easy, right? Go for it. So it's like playing Elite Dangerous, except two D from above, right? Um. Which, you know, classic games like Nave and well, a bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah, a lot that, of games. It is that way. Um, but then there's actually stories and there's missions to go do interesting things, mm-hmm. unlike some like, other take, games. Take pictures, <laughs> of a, take pictures of a planet or take pictures of a person yeah. in a bar, you know? Yeah, and, and also uh, the music, the soundtrack oh my God. is really Amazing, good. amazing. Um, oh it's like God. a synth pop thing that... Yeah, so there, there's 80s. a band, uh, whatever their name is, Tokyo. Kyoto, the Kyoto Connection. Kyoto Connection, yeah. And and all their music is um, free. It's really good. You can download. Oh, my God, so good. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, then whenever you land on a space station, <laughs> then it turns into a side-scrolling, uh, like, LucasArts, Indiana Jones, and the yeah. Fate of Atlantis kind mm-hmm. of game. Right, because and the guy, I think it's no mistake that the guy is kind of dressed up like Indian. Oh, he's got the fedora and everything, and the leather jacket. Yeah, like and like, but, but it's amazing. You can walk in the bar, and it, and it's like you're you're in the Star Wars cantina, mm-hmm. right? And there's all these weird aliens and stuff, and then you can have conversations with them. And some of them are just you know small talk, whatever. But sometimes you'll talk to somebody, and it'll have like 
uh, it'll like just kick a quest because I just randomly started bullshitting with somebody. Yep. Um, whenever you get a mission to deliver a package, you actually like walk in and you have to find that guy and be like, Hey, here's mm-hmm. your package. And yeah. then they might have a conversation with you. Um, there was a guy I talked to, uh, it was one of the worm alien things mm-hmm. and I said something to him and pissed him off. So like later in the game, he came hunting me and, and like reminded Amazing. me of what I said. And it's like, you bastard, you know, pew, pew, pew. And he, here he comes. And yeah, it's, it's just like that game. Uh, it's so good. It just has no business being as good as it is. It's right? so hats it, off to crunch for that thing and it's amazing because it's got like wrecks you can find that are procedurally generated and you can find dead bodies in there you can find little aliens uh and loot uh that you can sell or keep like fuel for your ship for example plus there's also yeah and it's and you're in a space you do an eva right you're in your space suit yeah and you actually have to like navigate through the the wreckage right like floating around and like shooting doors open and stuff and and then there's uh, like Metroid looking aliens that are in the debris sometimes. Yeah, and you it's, it's very, very cool. yeah, it's really. And, and there's the whole the whole plot starts with uh, you find a, a dead body because you bought a ship, and then there's like a frozen dead body in the locker, and it's like where did that guy come from? And then whenever you land, and then they impound your ship. Yeah, and, and they give you like you know, the dinkiest like, the little. Hell? They give you the dinkiest little shuttle. Like we're sorry. Yeah. Here's here's the compensation for your trouble. It's like so much worse than the ship you just had. You're like, God damn it! <laughs> but it's so funny. Yeah, you, it's, you can't be mad. It's, it's, yeah, it does. It does things. I mean, it pays homage to uh, to free or not freelancer. Um, yeah, privateer yeah. very heavily. Yeah. Like the mission terminals are straight out of privateer. Oh my God. Uh, but it, but it's the little details, right? Like you're you're looking at the mission terminal and like a little cockroach crawls across the screen. And if you (laughs) click it, you actually smash it. I love that. It's, it's just God, the little stuff like one in in this game. It's what, like seven bucks. Yeah. I saw it. It's cheapest is gone. The cheapest it's been has been seven forty nine, which is horrifically amazing. Uh, Absolutely. Like one space station. I went to, yeah. One space station. I went to the other day had crow T robot as the bartender. Which I just couldn't stop laughing at. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so that so there's a lot of science fiction homages in there as well, but there's also a ton to well, do. It, um, and it it also kind of feel it, there's some like Blade Runner slash Fifth mm-hmm. Element oh, feel yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. All the all the space stations look like that um, that like neon blimp that <laughs> that yeah. was in Blade Runner. It's yeah. like some of the space stations look like that. And, so you know, it's like a big blinking neon sign, like sushi bar on the side of the station. It, that game is just amazing. Oh, I, I so never good. get tired of it. Oh, I know. It's just so much fun. And it's fun to just, even if you have like 10 minutes, like I'm just going to jump in and do like a taxi mission. You know, I just want to fly yeah. around this universe. And the interesting thing is, like, it's, go ahead. It's freaking huge, too. It's have so you big. looked at the size of the map? So many systems. And the thing is, a lot of times you can't fly straight in a straight line from one system to the other because there's a nebula in the universe. And if you fly through that, it'll start damaging your ship. It'll start to slow you down. So you got to like fly around it, you know? So there's like 
there's like navigational challenges. Like you might, you might warp to one spot and then stop and then change course to get around this nebula and then start warping again because you can't turn very fast while you're warping, you know? So it's yeah, like, I really like how their hyperspace navigation stuff works in there too. Yeah. Cause like, it's like when you're in a system, you can do short warps. And then once you break the edge of the system, then it like goes into overdrive kind of like thing. a time dilation. And you got to worry. Call it. Yeah. yeah. And you got to, you got to worry about your fuel and stuff. And yeah, yeah. there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on. It's, in that so game. Good, All, it's a collection of good decisions. And there's lots of toys. Like some ships have turrets, but you can also buy mining things and missiles. And it's, it's just anything you'd want out of an open space game. They pretty much have, and it's, it's going to be fun and easy to play. Yeah. We can't, that that's one game. We can't just, we just gush and gush and gush and gush over. We love that game. Yeah. And it, and if you want to play it multiplayer, um, I'm going to maybe jump ahead on the list. I'm uh-huh. sure this is on your list, but Void Expanse. Yeah, it's on the multiplayer there. Yeah, thing. It's, it's a little down um, the list, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's not as good, but no. it's still very good. It's good. And, that's, a, that's uh, We actually have a server up right now. Oh, really? Uh, Dan and I put one up. Yep. Oh, okay. We, we went back to playing it. Okay, put that somewhere on the uh, on the in the chat. Put that somewhere. Yeah, it was, you start the game and go in there, and it's like you know, alien pickle server. It's oh, right okay, there. that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know you could set up. I forgot you could set up um, specific servers for that one. So, uh, finishing up the list are some older games, but uh, they're fairly cheap, and if you don't own them, it's ridiculous. Uh, Sword of the Stars One Complete has been as cheap as a dollar forty nine. And my God, people, if you can get it for anywhere near that, just freaking do it because it's still one of the best, I guess, 3X because there's really no diplomacy, uh, space grand strategy games out there. Like it's over a decade old and yet there really isn't anything else like it. Even its own sequel, it doesn't compare to to this game. And you can get – there's just so much content in that game and all the races are different. Like they even have different faster than light travel methods which no other game has really done well, and Stellaris tried it, and then they gave up on it. <laughs> which is, I kind of find that sad and hilarious. Um, so if you can get Sword of the Stars complete for around $1.49, yeah, do that. Uh, the next game has also been the same price. Uh, it's very old. It's Star Wars TIE Fighter. <laughs> uh, it's also been in bundles. That one's been in a few bundles. But that one's been as cheap as a dollar forty nine, and whether you can get it on GOG or Steam, that has one of the best campaigns in any space game. It's also hard as fuck because <laughs> it has that nineties difficulty, you know. <laughs> so it can be hard as balls. But it's it's all it's just short of free space too, in not only its dogfighting but its story. Um. So you really can't go wrong with that one. It still holds up today. The GOG version especially is one, the one to get because you can get the um, the 1995 CD enhanced version, which has the amazing uh, contextual music uh, and really great polygonal cel-shaded graphics. Not cel-shaded. Um, Garage-shaded. Wasn't that a thing back yeah. then? Yeah, garage-shaded. Yeah. I forget how you say I, it. I prefer the the Windows 95 collector edition I, it's I got just, textures and yeah stuff. but the music and the flight model from x-wing versus tie fire just kind of blows it for me um yeah true but speaking of x-wing versus tie Fighter, that's the next game on the list I, if, okay yeah so that it yeah. works 
you can it, actually play multiplayer. Yeah, it works great either through Game Ranger or whatever Evolve's next thing is going to be, or Hamachi. You just need some kind of virtual LAN. And that game has a lot of content. Like, it's got um, single missions, it's got, like, arena combat, it's got, like, game modes, like, uh, it's got, like, kind of mini campaigns, there are, like, a few missions strung together, you know? And then it's got a full-blown Imperial and and, and uh, Rebel campaign. They're, like, what, 10 or 12 missions each that are balls hard. Like, I'm still trying to get Dave Westman to come on a stream with us, like, one Saturday morning so he can take us, because he's, like, in Norway yeah, or whatever. I was going to say that. Like they, there's like 20 missions in the Imperial campaign and, and only so, eight that we know of in the rebel <laughs> because yeah, we can't get, we past can't them. get past this one mission where you have to defend some asteroid base or yeah, something. Which it's easy to do in single player, but when you got four people in there, it just ramps then it up. Oh my God. It's just, Oh, oh my God. But um, it's still an amazing game. It looks really good for as old as it is. And it's just, even in single player, it's great. Like, you might not think it's good in single player because they originally sold it as a multiplayer game, but then they added single player um, campaigns that are, if not as good as TIE Fighter or X-Wing, even a little better in some ways. Um, Yeah, whenever it was just an arena, it wasn't all that great. It wasn't all that great. Really, we've we've played it in arena mode, right? And it's just kind of like whoever squeezes the trigger first. Yeah, that's fine. Especially if you're going to tie it definitely has more variety than uh, Alliance in its multiplayer. Yes, um, that is true. I did not like Alliance a bit, but it's like they, but yeah, the, um, you can you can set up. Well, that that's the thing in Alliance. It's just an arena thing, but yeah, in uh, in XVT, you can make it like an attack and defend, right? Like yeah. one side is defending a star destroyer, mm-hmm. the other side's trying to blow you it have up. A lot that more control. So it's better. That- you have a lot more control, and you also have like. A persistent character, so you can like rank up and stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, X Men versus Tie Fighter has been four dollars, but again, those games have been bundled a bunch. So maybe keep an eye out for that. The next game has also been bundled a bunch: uh, Space Rangers HD, which might be one of the best dollar to hour deals you can get if you can get it cheap enough. Because that game, holy crap, that game! I mean, that game. You could get lost for days in that game, just doing missions and and it's it's not just like flying around missions. That game has like text based missions, like it's a text adventure, and it's got like a very kind of bare bones but functional real time strategy game in there. Um, and it's got a good soundtrack, and you could be a pirate uh, in this version if you want to be. Um, but so there's there's so much going on. They're like governments working with and against each other, and they'll hire you to sabotage each other. And there's this ongoing like dominator threat that's taking over the universe that you can fight against. There's just a disgusting amount of things going on in that game. And and you make your own way through the universe. Yeah, yeah. There's no the universe path. is going to go on without you mm-hmm. if you don't keep up with things. But you do make your own way through the universe, and you you make your play through what it is. Like one day, you know, if you want to play as a ranger and you want to go after the dominators and you know t- play the good guy, take out all the pirates, save all the merchants you can, you mm-hmm. can totally do that. Mm-hmm. Or you can be the pirate that just feeds off of all of them. That's yeah. equally viable. And the wackiest stuff can happen in that game. Like one day, one time, I was playing, and you, it, it's kind of turn based in that every turn is a day. 
And sometimes you're like chasing a guy and he lands on the same planet you want to land on. So you land and you'll fast forward a day. He's still there. You fast forward a day. He's still there. So you wait a few days and then he leaves. Okay. And then you leave and you find out, oh, the system's been taken over by dominators and there's a billion ships in orbit and you're dead. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I need to start a new game now. <laughs> that kind of stuff could happen. <laughs> it's crazy. <sighs> Uh, so that game is definitely worth uh, the cost of admission. The next game has gone as low as $1.96. Nexus the Jupiter Incident, you guys. Which is still one of the finest real-time tactical Starship games you can get. And um, the, the folks at THQ Nordic recently updated it a couple years ago with better graphics. Uh, the internet gameplay works just via Steam now. Um and uh, it's very mod friendly, so that game is it's it's challenging. It's like it's got a great interface for what it does. Like it's full three D space tactical capital ship combat, and yet it's got a very accessible interface. But it's still challenging as fuck. <laughs> but it's great. It's beautiful. Even it's like what fourteen years old, and it's still one of the prettiest games. It's still so pretty, and there's so much detail. That game, ah, my God, that game is amazing. Uh, So rounding out the list of absolute musts, um, there's two more left on that list. Uh, Conquest Frontier Wars, which is an older real-time strategy game, but it's got several wrinkles to it. Like, it's got uh, multiple systems on a map. It's got a full supply system. Uh, for example, uh, it's got a great story, amazing soundtrack, uh, really good streamlined um, RTS gameplay. It's got heroes. Um, it's just a really great game, and that's been as cheap as a dollar forty nine. If you can get the GOG version that comes with the separate soundtrack, definitely do that. And the final game on the must uh, list for me, at least, is uh, Distant Worlds Universe. Uh, this game has some issues. Uh, a lot of people complain it doesn't scale well to high resolutions, and I te- checked on my new system. It doesn't. If you're playing in anything higher than uh, 1080, everything's going to be real tiny. <laughs> so keep that in mind. But don't, for um, the amount of gameplay in there, it's disgustingly huge. There's so many ways you can play that game. It's fully moddable, so there are... Star Trek universe mods. There are Star Wars universe mods uh, for that game. And so $14.99, that game is just, that game is an astounding value if you like grand strategy games. And you could, you could automate everything except one ship and just fly that ship around like it's a, like a, like a spaceship game if you want to. And you could play or it. Or you like could try that. to micromanage everything, which is damn near impossible, oh, but hey, you could try. Yeah, who did that? Was that Scott Manley who did that? Is that how he plays, I think? Where nothing is automated, you know, and and yeah, I don't know. Pure insanity. It, uh, I would never do that. I would never do that. Like I, I only automate. I, I only like put a few things on suggest and everything else on automate. But like colonization, yeah, exploration, you do that. I'm just going to deal with shipbuilding and um, and combat. <laughs> you do the rest. And the AI actually is very serviceable. So the next category is the uh, – I, I like to call this nice to have. Like if these games get 
to their lowest historical price or close to it, they'd be good to have. They're a little more expensive. Uh, so if they don't get as cheap as we talk about here, you can yeah, you can wait. But if they do get as I cheap... Actually, uh, I got it one edition, if that's okay. Go for what? The Absolute uh, Must? For the... For, for the absolute must, sure, and only absolute must if you love roguelikes. Mm-hmm. Because me. the cheapest it's ever been has been fifty nine cents. Whoa, whoa! And and it is sort of the stars of the pit, the Osmium edition, which is the complete edition of this particular game. Now, this is a roguelike set in the sort of the stars universe, and each of the characters, especially if you have the Osmium edition, you have each character to, to choose from, and each of them has their own reason for being there, their their own backstory for being there, what their goals are. Right. And the game is hard. It is very hard. Oh, it's but so it hard. But it's great. It's so hard. But that it game is, is 86 hours for me oh, in Jesus. the time I've had it. And it came out, uh, as we recorded this, uh, five years. It came out in November of 2013. What's the ver- what's the version that you were talking about? The Osmium edition. Uh, Gog has had it at fifty nine cents as the cheapest price for it. The regular price being nine ninety nine. Uh, Steam has also had it for as cheap as one twenty nine. I'm trying to find that on. Um, is there any? De- oh, there it is. Yeah, I see it now. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, fifty nine. Oh my god, fifty nine cents. That's disgusting. For the amount that's yeah. that is if, if you can get it for close to two fifty or less, go for it. That's absolutely oh my go God. for it. That that's insane. That is an insane Jesus. Yeah, that that wow. Yeah, that game is hard as fuck too. That game is hard as fuck. Um so uh now we're gonna move on to the games that, you know, like we said, be nice to have if they get cheap enough. But, you know, if they don't, you can wait a little bit. Um the first one on the list is Solar Explorer New Dawn, which if you haven't played that, it is a modern take on Lunar Lander that is absolutely amazing. Like, Lunar Lander is a pretty simple game. This game added multiple layers to it. Like, there are multiple stages to the landing. There's, like, two entry phases and then the landing phase. And, like, if you don't do the entry phase right, Right, you'll be really off the mark for the landing phase. You also have, um, you can also customize your ship. You know, to have different thrust and whatnot. There's fuel to worry about, um, and when you're when you're trying to land, there are asteroids and other hazards. So it's and it's got a full campaign. Like you're landing first, you're like trying to colonize the moon, and then you're trying to colonize Mars, like because Earth is failing. So you're trying to colonize the rest of the solar system. And you have to get these supplies to these colonies and whatnot. So uh, it's, it's a great game because if you fail, you don't really lose anything. You just try again. And failing is often hilarious. Um, so that game has been as low as $11.04. Uh, that one's easy to recommend. The next game on the list, I will never play again. But you might like it. It's called Scavenger SV4. And it is... Um, it is a horror so roguelike. What, how, how did that game scare you, though? Because it's like... Okay, let me explain. Uh, uh, it's like a fuzzy picture thing, oh, and I didn't oh, get any oh. kind of jump scare crap okay, or whatever. It's so, just like alien artifacts you're picking. So you're picking up... You're on this ship, and for and the game changes the reason you're there every time. It also changes the layout of the ship a little bit. 
So every time you go to this a planet, there's a different there's a different reason you're there. And usually it's to find artifacts or something. Um, and so you have to send down a rover to get the artifacts. And the rover, because the planet is so irradiated and you're being irradiated as well, that's how irradiated it is, it doesn't give you the best picture. So, like, you're trying to find stuff and you're using radar, but, like, there are other aliens that could shoot at your rover. So um, it's very creepy because you don't see a lot. And so the one time I brought the rover back up, and I didn't think about this. So I had all the doors on the ship open. There are multiple compartments. You can lock the doors. You can open the doors. So I had them all open because I'm by myself. So all of a sudden, I start hearing this thunking. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, something is thunking. And clearly, something came up with the rover. So that was scary as hell because I didn't see anything, right? You just hear this thunking. It gets louder. It gets faster. It's just scarier and scarier. And then suddenly, so I close all the doors and I'm hiding on the bridge. And then suddenly something jumps at the door. Some spider-like alien-looking thing just jumped at the door. I screamed and exited the game. <laughs> Excellent. So that reminds me that was of fucking the fine LucasArts game back in the day, Rescue on Fractalis. I've heard of that game. I've never played it. Before. Yeah, you would, you would land and you would rescue astronauts you know, yep. that were like trapped on the planet. Except that there was one time that a guy would come up and instead of like jumping on the ship and, you know, you, cause you'd hear the airlock, right. And the guy would mm-hmm. come on. Um, and what would happen is the, the guy would like pop up on the windshield and like start beating on the windshield. Oh God. And you had to, and you had to like quick shut the airlock and then like fire off. Uh, you had like an electrify the whole thing to shock that dude off of your ship. Oh God. And the first, cause they didn't say nothing in the manual and there was no online back in the eighties. Right. Oh, so God. there's no warning that that shit's going to happen. And just like scared the shit out of oh, me. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of the oh, best. True jump scare. True jump scare. Oh, and, and I remember the first time it happened to me <laughs> As oh, God. playing on my uh, Atari 800. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that happened to me too. Oh my God. That's whew. okay. But uh, once it's happened once you're prepared for it. Right. And so every time, sure. every time someone is approaching you're you're just holding onto the button ready to to just close the airlock and then and then fire the thing because you have to f- fry him before he destroys your ship right. from the damage you know cracks the windshield and yeah that, well, that could be bad i probably won't play that one then <laughs> <laughs> problem so the next game on our list is i think the second most expensive on our list but it is relatively new it's uh, overload which if you're not familiar is the descent successor from the folks who actually made Descent. There's another Descent successor uh, from another group of folks, which is still in early access. I think they actually just changed the name to Descent recently. Um, It was Descent Underground. Now it's just Descent. Uh, That's not confusing. But this one is called Overload, and uh, the campaign is amazing, and it really captures the spirit of the original Descent games just about better than anything I've ever played. There have been some other um, attempts at Descent, like Neon XCZ or whatever that was called. And, yeah, can I, can um, I drop one? Sub-Level Zero or whatever that one yeah, was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sub-Level Zero was pretty is good. interesting because it's a roguelike yeah. as well. 
Yeah, that one's so pretty it's good. Randomized everything, and good luck living through it. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Um, but they're not. Overload is a little more focused. It's a much more story driven campaign. Those are a little more like roguey, likey, open worldy. Um, but these guys know their shit clearly because they made Descent one and two and the both free space games. So they know how to put a story together. Excuse me. And it's really just amazing. So that one has not gone cheaper so far than 1874. Uh, I would say if you can get it around there, it's pretty good for the single player campaign. The multiplayer isn't quite there yet, um, but they're continually to, they're continuing to work on it. They just did some DLC for it. So um, more is coming for that game. So I would say it's worth it if you really if you care more about single player and you love Descent. That one's definitely worth owning. The next game on the list hasn't gone cheaper than fifteen ninety nine, but it's Star Trek Bridge Crew. And that one is fun in single and multiplayer, and you don't need VR for it anymore. Uh, it originally was VR only, but they, um, excuse me, they fixed that a little while back, so now you can just play it on a regular 2D screen. And even with the AI, it is really fun. Like, it's got a really good campaign, plus it has, like, random missions... Um, uh, they, and it's cross-platform. Yeah, uh, which, which is worth amazing. noting because amazing. I was able to play on my PSVR while Brian was on his computer. Yeah, and we had one other guy joining us who was on. It was also on PSVR, so it worked out pretty well. Uh, the last time we streamed it, right? And uh, yeah, it is. Um, it is really excellent. It is really, really excellent. So, um, and they just added a uh, next generation DLC so you can fly the Enterprise D, and that adds even more. Um, that adds some more. Uh, um, that also variety. lets you fight the Romulans. Yeah, and the Borg. And, and the Borg, of and course. The Borgs. So, uh, that one's a lot of fun. So, yeah, that one's definitely worth $15.99 if you can get it at that cheap. Um, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, the multiplayer is also quite a bit of fun. It's a little weird because it, you have to use their, you can't like use something like discord or TeamSpeak. You have to use their voice stuff. It's a little strange, but once you get, it no, set you up, can, you, yeah. you actually can oh, use a uh, discord for it. Yeah. All oh. you have to do is just turn off the end game voice. And then, oh. uh, yeah, you just have to have discord set up that way, you know, using oh. your usual push talk or whatever for that. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Because when it's transitioning, you lose voice to everybody else. Oh God, I know it's so freaking annoying. It's so freaking annoying. Um, yeah, that. But other than that, really a lot of fun. We streamed it a little while ago. We played it for a couple hours, and we had a great time. Just a great time. It's also very funny. Uh, the next game on the list is kind of a space game, but it's also kind of a racing game. It's called Lightfield Hyper Edition. And it is a parkour racing game where you don't just have like a straight track to get through the level. You actually have to move around walls and jump over things. It's insane, but it's amazing. And it is so fun. And it's beautiful and it runs great and there's a lot to do in it. And I think it has multiplayer. Uh, I've played like an hour or so of it and it is a blast. The controls are actually not that complicated. But it involves a lot of skill and timing, uh, and once you like make the right jump or once you you know make the right move from one wall to another, it's so satisfying. So that game has gone as cheap as ten dollars and four cents. Totally worth it. 
The next game on the nice-to-have list is the most expensive on the list, but because they've added so much recently, it's worth it. Uh, no Man's Sky. Uh, the cheapest price I could find for that was $23.99. I swear I got it for cheaper than that, but the cheapest price I could find was $23.99. Now, when it first came out, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't have recommended it, but they have added so much to that game. Like, they have multiplayer that works now, um, they've, they've, they've been adding free expansions. Like they just added an underwater expansion free. Like you just get it. It's called the abyss. And apparently it's fantastic. It, you get a submarine and you can add underwater domes, all kinds of things that work with existing planets already. Like you don't have to restart. Apparently it just all works together and, uh, you can do full co-op. You can build all your bases and they're just, they're adding more apparently. So, like I said, while I wouldn't have recommended that game a year or two ago, it's an easy recommendation today. Very, very easy recommendation today. Um, but yeah, that is the most expensive on the list. So, that, I mean, if you have a beefy enough computer that won't take a million years to load, it's definitely worth owning. If, and if, especially if you like crafting and gathering and stuff like that. Um, the space flight is probably the weakest part of it, but... That's. I mean, it's not the focus of the game. It's it's exploring. Yeah, and they can and they continue to add stuff. So yeah, yeah. The space stuff has gotten better. That's it's for gotten sure. better. Yeah, but but, it ain't what it could be. Right. It's still even, but the whole game has gotten better. So even still, it's still the weakest part of the game. But like, basically, the space flight is to fly from one point to another. I mean, it's not. You're not going to be doing a lot of combat or trading or example while you're in space you're just going to be like let's what's the next planet to explore you know so oh oh combat can come for you oh really yeah and, and, <laughs> so and don't ignore that, your gun yeah when you have your fleet you can land on your fleet uh ships oh, and get materials from them um plus it oh they God. added the ability to do these uh these passive missions with your fleet your freighter fleet oh so Oh, I forgot about so that. you go to your your uh, main freighter's bridge, and you can build these uh, these expedition rooms, and you can send off expeditions for these things. And then after they come back, it can take you know four hours or twelve hours or more, depending on the the mission's length. Right. And when it comes back, it just comes back with a whole bunch of stuff, oh, uh, which is a great way to just do passive exploration. Right. Yeah, so I have a question about this since okay. you bring that up because this is a hilarious uh, video game me ass video game thing that that game does. So when your ships come back and if they're beat up, you have to repair them, right? And can you repair them from inside, or do you actually have to spacewalk and go out there and repair them? You don't. Uh, you don't spacewalk. You land on the ship. There mm-hmm. are there are landing pads on every ship, and. You then go to the affected areas, and then you repair that area uh, okay. with with resources. Right. You know, right? But it, but you're on the external surface of the ship, mostly right? external. There, there's and, actually some of the repair points that are inside. Okay, but this is where it gets gamey. Is huh. there's gravity in space because you can fall the fuck off your ship and really? just fall forever, right? Oh. And then you're dead. Uh, so if you're in <laughs> orbit, if, if you're in orbit of the planet, you can actually jump off and then using your jetpack survive the landing Whoa. you okay. also have to you yeah you also have to use 
uh, plenty of uh, oxygen from your inventory in order to keep you alive because you will suffocate. <laughs> your life support will have you suffocate if you don't have enough oxygen. But you can call your fleet into orbit, land on one of your uh, frigate ships, and then jump off of it. And yeah, so it. what I but what I don't understand is when you're in deep space, you should have like a jetpack and you can hover around outside the ship. Falling off the ship should not be what it is. I'm just well, saying. It shouldn't Murray, be an option, listening. but I I can understand why they made it an option. I'm surprised yeah. they don't give you I like mean, a, a rope with a carb carboner? Car- something. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like otherwise you'd end up you'd end up floating off every time you tried to jump anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd much rather have a rope. Come on, this is this is nineteen sixties technology, Sean. <laughs> a rope. <laughs> A rope is it carabiner? Is that the thing? The clippy thing? Yeah. 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 Uh, just give me no, one. No, Clippy those. Clippy pops out and says, I see you're trying to repair your spaceship. Would you like help? Oh god. I hope not ever, ever. So the next game on the list, um, it's a fiddly buildy thing, but a lot of people love it. And it's gotten fairly cheap. It's called Starship Corporation. Um I it's so fiddly, like if you like build, it's, it's a little fiddly. If you build one hallway like one pixel wrong, or not even a pixel, but like a one bit off, it's like you've ruined your whole ship. It's a fiddly game, but some people, a lot of people, love it. Like, they well, love is he the, done done with it? Or no, is he it just released still... the, he just released a cruise ships DLC, which adds to okay, but, it, but I mean, it went one point but it's still kind of not done. I don't know. I mean, they just released DLC for it, and they are there have been some patches for it, so I don't hmm. think it's done done. But I don't know. I mean, I, nothing I, on the list is in early access still. Yeah, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, no, that, that right. Well, that, that's no, I, I know that. That's why I was saying it's like it's it's kind of like it's still being worked on, still needs worked on, but it's still uh, yeah. 1. I would say 0, so I would say it's still it makes needs the work. list. I would say it still needs work because I'm. I'm, I don't have a lot of patience, and I'm a fiddly. I don't like building, so it's not for me. But a lot, like I said, a lot of people like it a lot. So definitely, if you like building the inside of ships, if you like arranging like where every little thing goes from the hallways to the stairs that connect the decks, like I'm talking everything, you will probably love this game. Love it because you get missions to design ships that do specific things, and you have to build these ships with a certain budget. Um, so it's, it's very challenging, very challenging. Um, but if you like that sort of thing, you will probably love it. Um, the next game on the list was, it's a very polarizing game. Space Pirates and Zombies 2 has been as cheap as $8. I know people who love it. I know people who hate it. I'm, I think it's a great game. It's got a lot to offer, but I know people who were maybe expecting the first game. Uh, which is a total top-down affair, and we're really disappointed. Um, it's a very different. I do game. like the I like the map game that's yeah, going on. Yeah, the in map it. game it's is got great. one of the coolest maps. Oh, the map game is great because you're you're a captain of a fleet, um, but there are other captains of other fleets doing the same thing you're doing, trying to get materials, trying to build their fleet, trying to get uh, conquer territory, that sort of thing, and then zombies happen. So. And then zombies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, the map mode is great. The combat is challenging. I I I wasn't good at it, but I enjoyed it. 
But it's there's a lot of game there, and if you like it, you'll really like it, and it's definitely worth eight dollars. The next game on the list is I think our third most expensive, uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, is a turn-based starship tactical game that is a prequel to the uh, 2004 um, Battlestar Galactica series. Um, Spoiler, turns out you're a Cylon. (laughs) Uh, Is that possible? Where's that music coming from? (laughs) Why am I I hearing all on the Watchtower? But not the actual all on the Watchtower. It's a weird, like, Indian version of of all on the Watchtower. I don't mean that um, in a bad way, it's like it sounds kind of like Indian music. Um, right, it's what, the Ravi Shenko version. Kind, yeah, Hendrix something song. like that. That's something like that. Yeah, oh, I hate it. Uh, that's when the show went off the rails for me. I could Shankar. Oh my god, that's oh my. You god. know who? You know who Ravi Shankar's daughter is? Who's that? Uh, Nora. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Dang Nor- it, Nora Jones. Yeah, Nora Jones. Yeah. That's, That's his daughter. Her dad was. Yep the the like world famous now deceased Indian sitar player. Yeah yeah yeah. Wow I didn't wow I didn't expect yeah. that. Well learn something new every day. So the next game on the list is it's really a fairly unique game. Like imagine Kerbal Space Program with combat and a uh, linear campaign, and you have Children of a Dead Earth, which is really an astounding game because you have full orbital mechanics and not only do you have to deal with piloting in those mechanics, but shooting missiles and lasers and things in those mechanics. And and you have to jump from one orbit of a planet to another. It's very, very challenging, but it's also amazing and it's satisfying and it's really well made. And it's got, like, you can build ships once you get to the certain point of the campaign. It's got workshop support. Uh, it's The cheapest it's gone is twelve forty nine, So it's not the cheapest game on the list. But if you have any interest in, like, what space combat will probably actually be like in a couple hundred years, like, more like expansy than Star Trek-y or X-Wing-y, this is the game to get because... It it really does an amazing job of postulating what actual space combat will be like with realistic physics, and it's just fantastic. I'm just astonished at that game, and I'm terrible at it. I'm so bad at it, but I love it. I love it so much, even despite the fact that I'm just freaking awful at it. Like I'm so bad at it, but it's so great. It's so good. So the next game on the list is uh, maybe the third, well, the second. It's it's in the top five as expensive games go on the list. Uh, Evercrime Legacy. Is uh, I was a, waiting for you to get to that. Oh one. yeah, of course. Because uh, if you if you didn't, I was going to stick it in there. No, no, uh, no, no, no I did. Of I did see. Maybe it was a new low. It hit seventeen bucks in the yeah in the seventeen October. seventeen forty nine. It's the cheapest it's been. Yeah. And really, that game multiplayer. Multiplayer. The multiplayer is great. Oh, so great! Uh, the servers are mostly empty. Yeah, unfortunately. But you can make your so own. Bring server. friends. You can make your Absolutely. own server if you want. It comes with the. Yeah, server we did software. have one for a while of yeah. our own, but it was kind of redundant, right? But what the one thing that I really need Sean to do is to put 
like how many people are online whenever you look at the servers because mm. you can't tell. Oh, you can't. Right? And maybe that's a decision that he made because he, you know, you, you don't want to like empty a lot of the look, time. wait. Yeah, wait for wait for the server to be empty, jump in and destroy people's stuff or whatever. Right. So maybe it's a mystery whether there's people there or not. But yeah. um, depending on how you play it, right? Because it can be PvP as hell. Uh, yeah. If there was enough population, it sure would be. Um, but yeah, it's it's great great game and then there is if you go to the star wraith forums there is a community upgrade project that oh. really beautifies the hell out of that game changes all the sound effects really does a, a lot of oh, stuff look, oh yeah and uh, i can't play it without it uh, you oh, know it's wow. it's like yeah it makes it way better looking because oh. it's not a bad looking game i mean for one or two guys it's a very small team but um it's no elite you know, it's no Star Citizen, but it it has more yeah. than both those games. It's got racing. It's got planetary photography, fully fully rendered planets that you can land on and do missions on the planets, like take some pictures of some trees, you know, or capture this animal. Um, Basically, does everything Elite does except without a billion stars. Yeah, because um, it's a lot more. It's a, it's a sizable galaxy yeah. though that's going. And there's on a war there, going on. Yeah, and there's stuff that's. And there's stuff that's off the map. I've yeah. watched YouTube videos. Like, if you have any interest in this game, or if you like Elite, but you just wish Elite had something that's something that it, Elite ain't got, mm-hmm. watch some videos mm-hmm. of Evercron Legacy. Yeah. Because, what the, especially the exploration videos where people go out and find stuff. Yeah, there are all solar things systems that are just, out there. That aren't yeah, on the map. it's just yeah. stuff that stuff that ain't on the map, and that like there was one video I watched where he got a patrol mission and he went out and saw like a ship off in the distance, and then like jumped over there, and there's like a whole derelict ship Whoa. like in a planetary ring, just kind of drifting, and they were checking that thing out, and oh. yeah, all kinds of crap just hidden in that game, and it, whenever because uh, Evacron Mercenary was the one before that, mm-hmm. and Legacy he just basically multiplied everything by 10. Yeah. You know, it's like a sector used to be however many kilometers and now it's 10 times that. So yeah. there's a lot more room. Yeah. I, I finally mastered the skill that, cause that's one of the things that the mod does is it changes the, uh, the compass tape at the top oh. to actually show what heading when when you're pointed in a certain direction and if you put the your waypoint perfectly on the star base when you jump you'll actually jump into the hangar yeah you'll, yeah, you'll be like right in the landing chute I but it's you, hard to do without the tape thing i think you have to be 180 degrees to do that i think i don't remember well there's five different headings now because there's five doors oh crap and yeah so there's yeah so it's like five different ways you could do it oh. you can pick any one of the five you know but it, but yeah, it, it, and if you screw it up, then you splat like a bug on the side of the station, oh, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um, so yeah, but but they also that. fixed because it used to be you had to hold like Alt and then and then left click or right click something, or something yeah. on the thing. It was some weird combo of stuff, and then you you would uh, flip the map, you know, like from vertical to horizontal, so you could make sure that you were actually X and Y coordinates right on it to do and they they just made that easier you just right click on it now and it's oh, that's too. good and yeah oh, so really a lot cool. of a lot of quality of life things happened in that if you could post a link to that somewhere that'd be great i'd like to look into yep, that sure will 
Um, so the next game on the list uh, is really a very interesting game. Uh, it's gone as cheap as two forty nine. It's called Beyond Soul. This game is basically a third person ARPG with four X and city building elements to it. Uh, so it's kind of a mix of, oh, I don't know what game that would be, but it's like it's got third person combat where you're like in charge of a faction. But you also have a city that you build and upgrade to um, give yourself a bigger fleet, to give yourself better weapons, to make more money, uh, to conquer more territory. But there are other people, there are other factions doing the same thing. And eventually you're going to collide. So there are wars. But there's also, it's a very active map. Like, hey, there's a battle over here. You might want to help this trader out. Oh, there's a comet over here. You can mine it and get some really rare materials. Oh, there's a derelict over here. It's like always something to do. It's also single and multiplayer as well. And the multiplayer is really fun because you can make all kinds of deals and shit with the, with your friends and enemies. Uh, so it's, it's gone as low as two forty nine. It's totally worth that. Totally worth that. The next game on the nice to have list, uh, is the one we're streaming. I chose this game because I, put the amount of games on the list on a random number generator and it picked this number twice. So there we go. Uh, this game is called Boss Constructor. And it's an interesting thing where you can build your own ship and then explore a randomly generated galaxy. Uh, and each sector has different missions. Like this sector is kill all the mines. This sector is pick up all the cargo. This, And you can pick different ships uh, to start with. Like some ships are better at combat. Some ships are better at maneuvering. Some ships are better at defense um but you can also build your own ships and uh, bring them into the game so there are multiple ways to play it uh and it's got a lot of content and the developer just added their third free dlc i believe which adds more parts and ships it's got steve workshop support um it's really really great it's very challenging but there's a lot to it so that is definitely a game to keep out an eye out for uh, the next game on the list is kind of an odd one because um, it's called Star Ruler 2. Now, this game just went open source because the company that made it had to shut down. But while you can um, get the open source um, of the game, it doesn't have any of like the content, like the missions and whatnot, or the quests or whatever. Uh, so if you want the actual like content uh, and whatnot, you got to buy the game but the game has been as low as six dollars and 24 cents and it's really one of the more actually most unique space 4x games i've ever seen because yeah, and my advice if you're a game developer is yeah. download that open source and look at their map engine oh my god because you want that in your game their, their engine for building ships and maps is astounding you can build sun sh- sun size ships in that game and even on a toaster like mine used to be it ran great like 1080p it ran great and the, the the map thing just blew my mind though it was just it was just like so many games that we've played and it's like oh if they had that map so yeah. much better yeah the map so the maps are map. amazing and uh, it's 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 a very it's playing the game is challenging because it doesn't do the usual like you don't send out ships to colonize you like you 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 make economic links between planets, between supply and demand. And that's how you not only colonize planets, but upgrade them as well. It's, 
you're you're like building supply chains. It's really kind of fascinating, but also like not really easy to grok at first. And and the diplomacy could be its own little mini game because it's like a card based mini game. And so you have to have enough influence to get these certain cards to use, like in certain t- like the Galactic Council wants to annex this planet. Do you vote against or for it? You know, and you ha- you can have play certain excuse me cards at certain times, but you can only get those cards uh, with enough influence. So you got to get planets that generate influence. So it's a ton of moving parts. But once you start getting it, it's really unique. And once you start getting it, it's like wow, this is amazing. Uh, but it's a real shame that a lot of people didn't get it. And so it's just the company folded. It's just really sad. Um, so I recommend that based on just the gameplay alone, because buying it's not really going to get the developer much of anything anymore because they don't really exist. Um, but it's definitely worth owning if you like 4X games. Um, there's also some DLC for it that's gotten as cheap as a few bucks, which I forget what that adds. But um, if you can get that, that's a good one. The final game on the nice-to-have list is a bit weird. It's a bundle. It's the X Superbox. Uh, it basically includes every X game up to the uh, X3 series. It doesn't include Rebirth, uh, which is probably for the best. Um, you can get a bundle of that. Yeah, now Rebirth, Rebirth has gotten better. It's gotten a lot it better. It's better. But, it, but it, Rebirth is like a cautionary thing because got to mention, like, we're two weeks out from X4. Mm, yeah, right? that's true. That's true. And yeah. and I'm 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 gonna take one for the team. I'm buying it on day one. Oh geez. But I go in with expectations knowing that, that it's probably something. gonna be a busted hunk of garbage for <laughs> six months. But that's okay. That's how that's how EgoSoft do. That's that's how they roll. Yeah. That's how they roll. Um but that thing has gotten as cheap as seven dollars and fifty cents for like eight games. <laughs> really? And uh, the X3 games are still being modded, and a lot of people still play those because um, a lot of people consider them the best in the series. So if you can get that super box for that 750 that is an amazing value. That is an amazing value. So the last category on our list is, I'm calling this, get it if it beats the lowest price, otherwise you can skip it. Like, these are really great games, but eh, if they're not their lowest price or lower, don't worry about it. Um, the first one we talked about, I think, on uh, recently, it's called Ethereum. It's kind of an anime Wing Commander clone with not only a story, but procedural missions as well. And it's actually got really great space combat. Um, and it's been as low as $1.24, which is just crazy cheap, you know? Yeah, it's really good it's too. Really because good. like it's when really you first good. when you first play it, well, like first off, make sure you have a joystick yeah. when you go to play that game. Yeah, you can play it without. You don't want to try to play it with you the can mouth. play it without, but you really need a joystick. I mean, it's meant for that. You know, it's just yeah. meant, it's meant for a joystick. But if you, but if you want to play some Wing Commander and you don't want and you want to spend zero dollars, then what's the free space mod for Wing, Wing Commander? Saga. Wing Commander Wing Commander Saga. Saga. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a that's a like it's, a perfect reproduction. It's so hard though. That game is so hard. Oh, also, is Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ethereum has a little bit more variety because of its random missions. Though yeah. it's got a little bit more yeah. variety. Plus, Why do we not have Homeworld on this list? Uh, I don't know. 
All right, it's on the list. Homeworld. Where would there you, you which, which category would you put it under? Uh, I would. Are you talking about the collection? Tough call. Uh, yeah, the Homeworld HD thing. I'd put it in, well, in number three. Homeworld. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, also, we have not mentioned Sins of a Solar Empire Super Turbo Deluxe Edition, oh, yeah. or whatever they call it, which gets cheap. And oh, God, the mods for that game. That's I don't true. like the base game, but the mods. Oh, put, man, the mods. I would put that in number two, nice to have. Yeah. Fair. Unless you have unless you have friends that you can play it with and then it's essential. Right. Because that's one of yeah. the few yeah. really I, great I, I multiplayer RTS. I would agree with that. So the next, like do you like Star Trek? Do you like Star Wars? Do you like It's uh, all there. It's Battle all there. Five? Do you want some Robotech mod? You could <laughs> like seriously, there's a Robotech mod. Um mm. there's uh gosh, the Stargate. There's a Stargate mod that's still coming along. There's uh, one for Halo. Oh, geez. You know, it's like if it had spaceships in it, there's a there's a version of Sins of the Solar Empire that's got it. Home but the Star World. Trek one is is the best, man, because that's uh, oh, you know, Star, um, Star Trek Armada Starfleet three. Academy th- or Armada. Right. Yeah, yeah. Three. yeah, it's really fucking good. Homeworld also has a lot of mods for it. The Homeworld collection also has quite a few mods on mm-hmm. it. Um, but the- most most of the same types of mods too and some of them actually uh there's homeworld mods that are actually using assets that were originally made for sins of a solar empire mods eh, so they've, they've kind of loaned things over the next game on the list is probably our cheapest and yet dollar per hour if you can get it at 50 cents it it'll keep you going for ages it's called ring runner flight of the sages this game has just a butt ton of content. It's got a lengthy single player campaign, multiple multiplayer modes, including a full blown MOBA in there. Um, and it's, dollar per hour, it runs rings around the competition. Oh, it's true though. Um, but it's also got a really, Bam. it's also got really yeah. great writing. Like its campaign is funny. Like, this is as good really as my dad joke. <laughs> yeah. It's as good as that. Okay. That has gotten as cheap as 50 cents, 49 cents. And it's also been in bundles. So if you can get that one for 49 cents, oh, dude, just do it. Seriously, just fucking do it. It's it's so good. It's so good. The next game on the list is one of the more expensive games. Um, you could skip it if it doesn't go lower than this. It's called Last Encounter. Um. It's a top-down, twin-stick, procedurally generated roguelike that is just fast and fun and has a lot of variety and a ton of weapons and lots of ships and great map design. It is really a lot of fun. The only downside is it hasn't been cheaper than about 10 bucks. If you can get it for cheaper than 10 bucks, it's worth it. But if it doesn't go cheaper, you can skip it, I think. The next game on the list, there might be some contention with this one. Uh, Everspace. Uh, this has gone as cheap as $6.89. And I think I think it's this low on the list for me because it's pissed me off so much because it's so hard. Even on easy, it's hard. Spaz. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be. It is absolutely a- meant to be punishing. It's, and- it's a game about dying yeah. and dying. And, and it gets... And it gets you frustrating. get a little further every time. Yeah, it gets frustrating. It really does. So, well, but then again, it is a roguelike, right? So, 
I know. If if you go into that knowing it's a roguelike, knowing you're going to die a lot, knowing that it that you might make a little bit of progress or a lot of progress depending on how well you do. Yeah. For that run. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes you can, you'll get a really good run and you'll you'll actually like make a giant leap of progress and then that takes you into the new stuff. So, yeah, it and, and there's DLC it. for it as well, right? Yeah, which, which has another what ship. Is the, what does the DLC the, actually add to it? It has another ship so, and NPCs and um, more stuff to find. There's I think. like there's like a whole yeah. lot more story, more, in there. more weapons, and yeah. then the each of the NPCs that you can encounter along your runs have a uh, side story that that you can follow along with a side campaign. Yeah, yeah. and some of them intersect a little bit. Mm. Uh, but uh, one of the other fun things is that you get research you can do. You turn in these, uh, you turn in this stuff to one of the NPCs, and you can unlock new weapons. Mm, and neat. there are some fun new weapons that are in that uh, set. Okay. Do you have to grind materials and then take it to an engineer and then play a, no. a random number slot machine? To, oh, it's not like Elite. It's not like Elite. <laughs> Thank God. Thank dig, dig. No, it's just collect over multiple runs, turn them in, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. We should mention their previous game too, which is Galaxy on Fire Two, mm, okay. uh, which is on PC. Well, the, they worked on Galaxy on Fire One and Two, right. and then and then yeah, but one's not on under. PC though. Correct. Yeah, yeah but Manic, unfortunately, Manic is not them. Right. Galaxy on Fire 3 is not the same team that made Galaxy on Fire 1 and 2. Yeah. But the other thing about the PC version of Galaxy on Fire 2 is it does not include the DLC that's in the mobile version. Which is infuri- so you- which is infuriating. It's so infuriating. Yeah. And we know why. I mean, yeah, we know, know why that happened. It's just so infuriating. But it's so frustrating. It's so, yeah, so what, what was it. it that happened there? They uh, Like they had already shut down... And then the uh, the new team made the DLC, or what happened? I no, know. no. Uh, the way that it worked was, uh, as, as I recall, um, the the deal with their publisher basically was that they weren't going to recoup money by putting the DLC on PC. Apparently, that that was, oh. uh, as I recall, that was the argument that was made for not putting the DLC in there. And by that point, their publisher was already having issues and shut down, which forced them yeah. to to not be able to release. So mm. if you want the full game of Galaxy on Fire 2, you've got to get the mobile version and yeah. buy the DLC there. That's which the only is, way you can do that. Which is really frustrating. Really frustrating. Super bogus. Yeah. So the next yeah. game, uh, the next two games are kind of a set. Uh, Independence War Deluxe and Independence War 2. They have gone for a dollar twenty each. <laughs> and if you can get them that cheap, Jesus Christ, just buy them because they're but both amazing. Two is far, far, far superior to one. I but agree. it's a whole different game. It's a whole different thing. The one first is, one's like a puzzle game. Yeah, the first one is a it, linear you know how, like, military. X-wing, yeah. X-Wing pissed me off because it's like, here's a puzzle mission, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, if you don't do exactly the thing, then you're screwed. Well, two is more like, uh, uh, what do I want to call it? Privateer, I guess, yeah. with a with a different story. Privateer yeah. piracy. Basically you're a pirate in that game. It's like one of the only games where you are definitely a pirate that like, it's not, Yeah, I love option. that you can actually call your buddy in. Like you go yeah. in and you, you like get them to drop cargo and then you call your buddy. That's actually got the hauler 
and he yeah. comes in and picks up cargo and goes. And you got to protect him. Cool. Sometimes you got to protect him, you know, while he's getting your cargo. It's very cool. It's also still to this day a beautiful game. It's utterly gorgeous. Just get some mods for it. Like if you get Independence War two, get the there. There are still mods you can get for it, and one of them makes the star map like a million times easier because you just pick shit from a list instead of like left hat, right hat, up hat, down hat. It's like ugh. <laughs> God, I hated that. Immersion. It was so stupid. Anyway. Immersion. The next game uh, has gotten down to a seventy nine. It's called Unending Galaxy. Basically, this is the game that... Imagine X, the, the open world X game, but 2D. Top-down 2D. Uh, that's what this game is. It's made by a, uh, an, a guy who would m- modded a lot of the X games. He decided to make his own game. And so it's got a lot of similarities to the X game, but it's uh, it's it's 2D, so it's definitely more accessible. Um, it's got yeah. a lot to do. Like you can be an empire, your own empire if you want, or you can just be a bounty hunter. You can just be a trader. Uh, it's got set maps, plus you can make maps, plus it's got procedurally generated maps. Um, there's a ton yeah. of gameplay. It's, it's very much like playing X3, but with all the bullshit stripped away. Yeah, and, it's a lot more yeah. efficient. A lot more efficient. It's still complicated. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the new game he's working on? It has nothing to do with space. Nothing though. to do with space. A, it looks great though. Yeah, it looks. It great. does look good. It, I forget what's called. I totally forget what's called. It's like a apocalypse survival game. Am I remembering that? Yeah, right? it's basically Rim World post apocalypse yeah. instead of planet crash. But yeah, yeah, it looks really great. It's basically like if Fallout was Rim World. Then- <laughs> That's true. Uh, the next game on the list has not gone cheaper than six forty nine. I was surprised to see, but it's Star Nomad Two, which is a really fun top down um, space combat and economic game, which has a very complicated background simulation going for its economy. Um, yeah, I was shocked at that. Yeah. it's also in a very weird engine because it's Chrome. Yeah. It's like the it, you made it in. Yeah, it's a kind of a weird looking yeah. game. It, it kind of belies its mobile roots. Um, but if you can get past that, what you have is a very complex yet accessible space trading and combat game. That is a lot of it's 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 not going to give like Space Rangers a run for its money. But if you've played a lot of Space Rangers and you're tired of it, but you want something similar. Yeah, you could do worse. <laughs> but again, it's it hasn't gotten that cheap, which it's like several years old now. So I'm surprised it hasn't gotten cheaper than six forty nine, but if it does get cheaper than that, it's worth owning. Uh, the next game has not gotten cheaper than four dollars, but it's been in several bundles. It's called Rebel Galaxy. If you haven't heard of that, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you listening to the show? <laughs> of course, no, you've heard never of heard of it. Of course, you've heard of Rebel Galaxy. I think just about everyone I know at this point owns it, but there's still some people I think we who heard don't. about it last week. Yeah, pretty we strongly. Did. I think some people still don't own Rebel Galaxy, so it's been bundled a well, bunch, you, though. Well, so. if you don't own it, then get out. Yeah, like, what Bye. are you doing here? We Why are you listening? You. But uh, it's it's cheapest regular price is three ninety nine. but again, it's been in bund- in at least one bundle where it's been like a dollar. So keep an eye out for that. Um, the next game, I was surprised at how cheap this has gotten, uh, Galactic Civilizations 3, which is there have been a lot of 4X games coming out in the last few years, and this is truly one of the better ones. Um, it's gotten as cheap as $3.80, now, which shocked me. Now, there's been a lot of DLC for it. Don't get me wrong. 
lot of DLC for it. But the base game is still pretty complete and still has a lot of gameplay. So if you can find it that cheap, definitely worth it. Um, yeah, Grand- and they just put out a DLC for it that Star uh, Control. Yeah, Star Control races to the game. Which and is it, I've been weird. playing it. It's been pretty cool. Oh, really? I found yeah. that a little strange. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Are there ships in it and everything? Like they use they use the assets and stuff. Uh, they they use the the um, yeah. Uh, it uses the the ships and it uses the the alien race models. Mm. So they show up there. Okay. And there was some variations for like the uh, the unique people you get, uh, unique personalities you get. And, you know, you can assign them to to spies or. Oh, workers, cool. that sort of thing. It uses variations on those in order to build them out. Right. That's pretty cool. The next game on the list hasn't gotten cheaper than $3, but it is really one of the still, I think, one of the best uh, twin-stick shooters you can get. That's a space game. It's called Grand Vitreous. And that game has a full-blown procedurally generated campaign, uh, multiple weapon, all different kinds of weapons, lots of different game modes, it's it's still probably that and uh, the one I mentioned earlier, Last Encounter, are probably my two favorite top-down space shooters, like period. And that one's gotten as cheap as $3, Grand Vitreous. So that, if you like twin-stick shooters, that one is definitely worth one, one worth looking out for. Um, we already talked Void Expanse. Uh, that has been as cheap as four forty nine. It also has some DLC, which goes for a couple of bucks, and that's on sale. Um, so if you can get that one cheap, that's a great space ARPG. That's definitely worth owning. Also a good story, really fun combat, lots of fun weapons. This is a weird one. The second to last one I have on the list is the 1C Space Collection. Now this used to be on Steam. I don't think it is anymore. I think the only place you can get it is now Amazon. But it's been as cheap as $6.64. And for that, you get the aforementioned Space Rangers HD. All three Star Wolf games, Star Wolves 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I believe you get Parkin 2, which is a really great game. It's weird, but it's great. And The Tomorrow War, I think, is in there as well, which is a very strange game. <laughs> but very, very Soviet game. Very Russian. Very So is Parkin. Very Russian. But um, yeah. if, if you can get that for $6.64, that's an amazing value. Yeah, talk- check Fanatical because I think it's actually over there. Oh, it is? I saw it recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they do have that bundle. Is there any deal? Only had it for, for, um, only listed it on Amazon. Let's see. 1C. Come on. 1C. Space. It doesn't look like it's here. They have Space Rangers Rangers Quest, which is that weird text adventure thing. It's just the yeah, that's just the adventure mode distilled which, down the text adventure mode. Which mm. is I'm not sure how I feel about that one. <laughs> it's it's not bad. I mean, if you've already played them, you don't really get anything new out of it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's not a bad thing if you if you want to play it on your phone. <laughs> that's you that's know fair. you're on. That's, that's that's what I have it for. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the last game on the list has gone as cheap as two bucks. Infinite Space 3, Sea of Stars. 
If you want to play something like Starflight but don't want to actually play Starflight and you only have a half an hour, this is the game to get. It's basically a space exploration adventure game like Starflight or Star Control 2 distilled down to the basics. Uh, You still get all the exploration, all the encounters, the new toys. The You still get a lot of what made those games great, but in a much quicker time frame, and it's got a lot of great randomization. There's a lot. It's got tactical combat in there, if you want. Uh, lots of weapons, lots of toys to play with, like cloaking devices and that sort of thing, and that's been as cheap as two bucks. That game is great. So, again... Um, that's about fifty. That's about fifty games. Um, this will all be on the website. So, as the uh, deals roll in over the next several weeks between uh, New Year's and Christmas, keep an eye out for these games because these are dollars to dollars per hour. Some of the best you can get, and if you can get them on a deal, you're just adding some great gameplay to your library. So we're going to wrap it up yeah, here. By the, oh, go ahead. By the way, Fanatical has all those games. They're just not in the bundle. Anymore. Oh, yeah. I figured they had all all the games you can get separately, but if you can get them in that bundle, that's like the best yeah. way to do it. Well, they it looks like they tore down a lot of their bundles in the last, probably like right before the Steam sale or something. Yeah, like the 1C they Space had a Collection. Ton of bundles. And yeah, the 1C. All kind of broke down now. Yeah, this bundle was on Steam for years, this 1C Space Collection, and then it just disappeared. A little while back, I'm not even sure why, which is a shame because it's really great. But it's still on Amazon. I'm not sure if they're separate downloads or if you get Steam keys. But regardless, worth having. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up because I have a horrible headache and I need to just stare at a dark ceiling for a while. So just a couple of quick programming notes. Uh, we were going to play Executive Assault this Thursday, but... Then um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon's Wildlands was on sale. And I finally bought it because I have a PC now that can run it. As did I. the bug. And it's so fun. Spaz and I played, what, about two, two plus hours the other day? Yeah, just on, just yesterday. It was only, oh, it was just yesterday. It was only. How how cheap did it get down to? I got it for about 17 bucks for just the base game. Yeah, for just the base game. But then I ended up buying the Ghost um, DLC for the full price because it has that crossbow that looks so fun. So I Mm. bought that. Uh, Spaz, you got the ultimate edition. I did. Yeah, so the the Fallen Ghosts DLC is like a separate campaign, though, because it doesn't actually add to the the main campaign. Right, but you still get the toys, right? It's like a separate animal. Well, that's true. Yeah. But dude, have you have you done the predator mission yet? No, no. I'm oh, still, it's in the I'm south, sh- like the southeast corner of the map. I'm still on like You'll, the first and second down. area. Yeah, I'm still early, early days. <laughs> I'm only right uh, yeah. level twenty two at this point, despite yeah. having just bought it last week. Yeah, so it's it's, yeah. it's a real. Uh, I, I will catch up. Yeah, it's so fun. I probably won't. Uh, it's really fun. It's beautiful. And after we had so much fun with it yesterday, the only reason we stopped playing it because I was getting delirious from hunger. So <laughs> I needed to stop. We would have continued otherwise. Seriously. Yeah, we would have kept <laughs> That's playing. That's much fun. But it is, in co-op, it is fun. It is funny. It could be really funny. I did some stupid shit that was just like, oh, I'm going to land this helicopter. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I jumped out accidentally. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, and, and I was not able to transfer into the uh, yeah driver's seat. Oh, so man. instead of getting into the pilot seat, I kind of crashed with the helicopter. I'm yeah, glad I did, I'm glad I didn't uh, kill you. That was 
Um, <laughs> it was amazing. I survived. But it, it's, I'm just glad that they fixed the helicopter mechanics because the flight model of the helicopters, if you want to see some absurd shit, go in there. There's an option to put the helicopters on like classic mode. Oh, God, no. And just try oh, to no, fly no, 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 it. No, oh, no. boy. No, thank you. Because the yeah. driving itself is bad enough. I don't want to fuck up with the right. helicopters. The, the helicopters used to be worse than the driving. Oh, no. And now oh, no. changed yeah. it. But anyway, uh, we're going to be playing that on Thursday because it is so fun. It is so fun, and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. I can't get over how gorgeous it is. Um, so we're going to be playing that for the land party on Thursday. And then next week, because it's the uh, Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., we're taking the week off. No podcast, no videos, no land party, nothing. Uh, next week, we're taking off because um, because of Thanksgiving. But in two weeks from today, we have an early podcast because we are welcoming the developer of Interstellar Rift onto the game. It's the uh, kind of spacey, buildy thing that just had some pretty... It just went into beta. It's had some big updates. It actually has... Is he going to show us how to actually play that game? Because it, I've tried and ex- tried. Have you played it that, since it went into beta? The tutorial is extensive. No. The tutorial is extensive oh, now. Okay, and, because but prior to this, like six oh, months God, ago, no, the last time terrible. I tried to mess with it, it was like, no, what it was, do you do? It was okay. terrible. No, it, the tutorial the tutorial has gotten a lot better. Plus, when you start a new like game game, you could choose different factions that are like much more focused. Like, there's a mining faction and a fighting faction, and whatnot now. So it's actually a little more focused when you start a new game, even in single player. <laughs> so it's really come a long way. So that's what we're doing in a couple of weeks. Uh, check the calendar. We actually have some great podcasts coming up. We've got uh, the folks behind X4, which we were just talking about earlier. They're coming on in December. Uh, the developer of AI War 2 should be coming on in December as well. Um, so we have a lot wow, of Wow, we got st- another dose of Chris Park, huh? Yeah. So we have a lot Crazy. of great stuff coming up. Uh, but yeah, next week we are off. So uh, we'll see yeah. you all on How- Thursday. However, what? However, next however? week, um, I. I'm actually going to be on a podcast on Friday. Oh, like at 10:30 Eastern. Yeah. PM so or AM? I got it. Uh, AM. Oh, geez. Because I'm off that day. Oh, right? okay. It's day after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, sure. But it's okay. uh, yeah. So ACG, it's uh, Angry Centaur Gaming. It's okay. Carrick's thing. Um, the guy that I watch on YouTube, right? And just kind of out of the blue, he asked me if I wanted to hmm. come in and co-host the international podcast thing that they do every week. Okay. It's like I can't say no. Uh, so private, sure. Private message me the details for that so I can add it to the details for this uh, podcast post. Uh, so I can add okay. it to the so I can add it to the notes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a it. webcam thing, right? Oh no! So oh, no. anything could happen. Oh god! I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. God. Hey, so interesting thing. Remember, remember how we screwed around with uh, with trying to use Google Hangouts. And yeah. it didn't really work out, but no. but then he's got this thing going, and they have like five webcams on a thing, and it's crystal clear. And huh. it's like, how the hell are you doing that? And he said, it's actually Discord. They open up yeah. a video call, and you can have that many people in a video call, which I had no idea. I thought it was just a one to one thing. Oh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so that's so that's how they lay it out. And it's like, ah, neat. So I'm interested to see how they how they do that. Well, once you try it, let me let us know and see how it works out. I'm not really keen on using a camera, but hey, if it helps us, why not? I don't know. Maybe it'll be better. Um, so yeah, we got stuff coming up, folks. But yeah, next week we're mostly off, except for Jim's podcast on Friday. Uh, so uh, we'll see you on Thursday night for some hilarious, hopefully, Ghost Recon Wildlands. 
And uh, then we'll uh, hopefully wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for watching and listening, everyone. And uh, again, these all these deals will be on the website. So if you missed any, don't worry. They'll all be listed out for you. Uh, so keep an eye out for these deals. And thank you for listening, everyone. Oh, God, my head. And I'll see, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone.